All right, just heard me ranting about the uh, state of affairs in the. Uh, Hey, fair enough, dude. I House mean, of Representatives. It's, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. We should be ashamed of ourselves, but that's uh, unfortunately the political reality in this country. All right. We, yes. had, we had from Milwaukee County the executive, County Executive David Crowley, joined us yesterday. So, right. talking about the budget. Now, this is this can be dry stuff, but I, my friend Rob Henkin is in the studio. And by the way, good morning. Good morning. He is the executive, well, actually, let me get it right, president of the Wisconsin Policy Forum. Executive director as well? Uh, whatever you want to call me, Steve. They just throw the titles around, <laughs> CEO. Everybody, cha- it's interchangeable. So you're going to break this down for us, because we had a lot of questions for the county executive yesterday. They've been put in a much better situation, obviously, Act 12, allowing them to have a revenue stream that they didn't have before. For the folks who are, are like, I kind of know what you're talking about, break it down on a really basic level what that has allowed this county of Milwaukee to do. Sure. Well, it's really pretty simple. The uh, county sales tax right now is 0.5%. So in the state of Wisconsin, it's a five-cent state sales tax. There's an additional option for counties to do another half-cent. Uh, that is the case in Milwaukee County and actually uh, in 68 of the 72 counties. And what Act 12 did is it allows that sales tax to be increased from 0.5% to 0.9% effective January 1st of next year. And that brings in an infusion of uh, roughly an additional $84 million into the county budget. And so we have this phenomenal turn of events where every year for the past 20 years, the starting point for county budget deliberations is to figure out how and where to cut structural deficits in the 10 to 20 to even in some years, $50 million range. A big hole to start. A big hole. And where are we going to cut? How are we going to reduce services and staff in a way that is going to be least disruptive to citizens? This year, instead, the question is, what are we going to do with our surplus? Because they really didn't need the sales tax money until 2025 when their federal pandemic relief aid uh, at that point was was scheduled to be exhausted. They're able to collect this money a year early. That produces a budget surplus of roughly $50 million. And so the key question for us in analyzing the budget this year is, are they going to use those monies prudently to prepare for the time, which is going to come again when they're back into having these structural deficits? And what are they going to do with these dollars? Crowley used the term financial sustainability. Do you buy that? So it, it depends. I think... Milwaukee is closer to the doorstep of financial sustainability than it has been in at least 25 years. I've been analyzing county budgets since 1998. You might be the best at it because I've heard some of your presentations. You understand what's going on where a lot of people don't. Well, thank you for that. Um, and, And so, you know. The problem, however, is so they're, they're edging closer to financial sustainability when it comes to the operating budget, because the key question going forward is, all right, they have this initial infusion, but going forward, are those revenue streams now going to increase at a pace that matches, let's say, the consumer price index or even more for them? What is their sort of fixed cost rate of increase every year. And I think the jury is still out on that. I think they are much better positioned to have that type of growth, plus some of the things they're doing in next year's budget that the county executive has recommended really fortifies that toolbox uh, for them to use um, in that respect. 
But there's one huge problem out there, and that is their capital budget. And so what does that mean? That means that every year, not only does the county have to prepare a budget to sustain its operations, but it has to look at all of those assets that need repairs and replacement and budget how to finance those. There's a huge backlog. Yeah, give give folks an idea what the numbers we're talking about. This is, you know, infrastructure, buildings, replacement, um, you know, renovation. Yep. So the, the number is mind boggling. At, at minimum, it is a half a billion dollars. But then when you layer in the fact that for at least the past decade, the county has needed to invest in a new criminal courthouse facility to replace the aging safety building. That's another. That's what he brought up, dollars. too. Yes. The county executive brought that up, too, with the public safety building. Yep. And so you look at that a billion dollar backlog of needed repairs and replacements is a mind boggling number uh, for a local government. A couple of highlights. And this for the taxpayers is a good thing because it's typically not something that's being done a lot. And that's reducing their property taxes. Uh, I think the figure is $24 million overall. What does that mean for the average taxpayer, do you know? Yes. Uh, so for the uh, median-priced Milwaukee County home of $172,000, that homeowner would see a $101 uh, decrease uh, in his or her property tax bill for next year. If you own a home of twice that value, it's $200. First of its kind since 2004. Yes, and even in 2004, the property tax cut was less than a million dollars. Uh, heading into 2024, if the county board approves it, it's 24 million dollars. Well, the minute you can cut anybody's property taxes, you're going to be golden. That's all there is to it. Because I I dread that moment when that bill comes in. And I live in Ozaki County, and I'm just like, oh my god, do I have to open this thing? <laughs> yes, what, uh, yes, where? you do, Carol. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. You go straight for the liquor cabinet. <laughs> um, how does this affect, like, pensions and stuff? So that's, and again, I don't want to go too far into the weeds, and I will not. But that's really one of the most, uh, for again, for a longtime observer of county government who has seen the devastating impact that the county pension scandal has had on its financial situation. Essentially, what these sales tax dollars do is they allow the county to use that source of dedicated funding to pay for its annual pension fund obligations, which frees up... 60, 70 million dollars of property tax levy that had previously supported the pension payment to be used for other things. Rob Henkin joining us, the president of Wisconsin Policy Forum. They did a great report on the impact of, of all of this on all of us. So I was thinking about this. When you look at how our money spends and, and how the county does things, which departments or which area got the most bang for the buck in this budget? Well, I think... Two stand out. One is the Milwaukee County transit system. It is the transit system that has really been um, one of the most glaring problems for the county from a financial perspective. Ridership plummeted, as one would have expected, uh, during the height of the pandemic, and it has yet to even come close to recovering. And part of the reason is that our commuting habits are different and so many people are working from home. So there's a big hole in that transit system budget. And uh, in the 2024 recommended budget, the county executive was able to plug that hole with an extra $16 million of property tax levy. That also extends further out their ability to use some of these remaining federal pandemic relief dollars in future years. Parks is the other one. The increase isn't big. It's about $2.5 million. But typically that parks department budget is cut. 
And so it is not insignificant, and it allows the department to uh, pursue an additional 18 full-time positions. And that's always one of the hot-button topics, because we have a, a tremendous, you talked about it yesterday, Carol, on the show, the tremendous park system that we have, and the county executive uh, echoed that. Well, it's amazing. They're amazing, yeah. Yep. The parks are amazing. So so one of the questions I get a lot, and, and I see a little bit of this on the text line right now, you can join us uh, with a question for Rob Hank in 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. I've seen some of your presentations in the past about that that window where the pension liability was huge. And I, th- I think I remember you saying it was about 10 to 15 years. Now, this is probably a few years back when I heard you say this. So does this insulate us from that? And after that period, does it suggest that perhaps Milwaukee County, if they do things right, might be on the path to that term that the, that the county executive threw out, financial sustainability. Yep, I, I think it absolutely does, Steve. So, you know, there's two issues. First of all, in, 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 in the 2000 to 2010 decade is when that pension, that tax levy obligation toward the pension skyrocketed. It, it was typically around zero to two million a year because at that time the pension fund liability um, was exceeded by the pension fund assets. Um, it spiked to $50, $60 million a year, and then it has gone up since that time. Um, the trajectory has been slower. But what this whole plan um, from Wisconsin Act 12 with the imposition of the sales tax and the specification that it has to be used to pay down these pension fund liabilities uh, is that conceivably within the next 20 to 30 years, that liability is going to be fully paid off. Now, there's lots of things we can't project. It's not just the pension package that was passed in the early 2000s. People are living longer, and that has created a need to adjust actuarial calculations. But, um, yeah, I I mean, there could really come a time when that situation is stabilized. Here's Rob Henkin joining us in studio. We'll take a break. I got some big picture questions on on sort of the similar topics that we're talking about, but from a more general perspective of the state of Wisconsin and how we look at budgeting in local municipalities, revenue streams, and, and probably more importantly, how we conduct ourselves as local leaders, states, local leaders. We'll do that after this on WTMJ. Talk to Milwaukee County, budgeting. I got some big picture questions coming up here with our guest, President of the Wisconsin Policy Forum, Rob Hankin, who I've known for at least 15 years. Some... I, I talk a lot. I use the term subject matter expert. He is a subject matter expert no on, on these issues. So let's go big picture. I love this idea that Act 12, maybe even the Brewers deal, the the package that will ensure that they're going to be here till 2050, I think is the number they're throwing out. In your mind, does this signal a shift? And more specifically, this had to be the way this worked out, right? This is the only way this was going to work short term. Yeah, there's no question about that, that without state assistance, either in terms of giving Milwaukee County and also the city of Milwaukee the ability to control their own destiny by being able to uh, have expanded revenue streams or expanded state aid. And what they ended up getting through Act 12 was both. Without that assistance from the state, we were headed toward a real financial disaster. And that didn't necessarily spell bankruptcy for these governments, but it certainly spelled a huge downgrade in terms of the services the citizens have come to expect. Are you... Are you saying that you're seeing cooperation on all sides of the fence, basically, when it comes to this, and that we are moving in a positive direction? It's it, it's hard to, to give you a yes when we see the fact that the Democrats and the Republicans on state government issues are still fighting like cats and dogs. But with regard to this relationship between Milwaukee's 
uh, local leaders and state Republican leaders, it is extremely encouraging. Act 12 took an amazing amount of negotiation and and ultimately collaboration, and it got done. And as, as Steve just said, more recently, you know, there was some real tension between the notion that the city and the county of Milwaukee were going to have to contribute toward the American Family Field Improvements, and none of the adjacent counties were going to have to do that. But they worked that out. And that's local Democrats sitting down with state Republicans and actually listening to one another. I don't know if your report analyzed this or not. It's kind of an interesting question from the uh, 262 on the old National Bank talking text line. The decision to cut property taxes versus just using that money to replace the infrastructure. I mean, it's a fair question. Yeah. Is there a right answer? Well, and again, a, a budget, it, what it is, is a, it's a blueprint for the priorities of, of the government. And so the county executive gets that ball rolling and he specifies his priorities and the county board is, is able, uh, you know, is, is certainly able to debate that and, and potentially change it. But in this case, um, property tax relief was a big priority in this budget, but there was also a requirement. And, and here I don't want to get into the gory details, but as a result of the use of these sales tax dollars to pay off pension debt, there was a requirement that there be some roughly equivalent property tax relief. Uh, is, is, is part of this, or maybe it's Act 12, that the, the, I don't know if it's city and county employees be, be, become part of the state retirement plan? Is that part yep. of Act 12 or part of this budget? Uh, part of Act 12 is okay. that from from as of January 1st, any new employees, right. they become part of the state retirement system in, instead of the county. Which I know is a very, very highly ranked, I think it's top 15 in the country, retirement system state for a state in, in the country. Yeah. Yes, gold standard for public pension system. i got to be honest with you. It doesn't seem like it's that much of an increase in the sales tax. It's shocking to me that it would raise that kind of money. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost doubling the existing county sales tax. Um, but you also have to keep in mind, Carol, that as part of Act 12, the city was allowed to go up uh, 2%. So you have, if you're a city resident or if you are a purchaser of a sales taxable item in the city, you'll be paying an extra 2.4% on that purchase. So 7.9% instead of 5.5% because the city has 2% and the county has an extra 0.4%. Texter asked, is there, uh, I think I know the answer to this, the legislature could increase that, that, that percentage if they wanted to at some point with, with the cooperation of Milwaukee County, the sales I, tax. Yes, and, yeah. and that has always been the crux, um, is that um, it, other than that half-cent increment that counties are allowed to do, uh, local governments, both municipalities and counties, for the most part, are, are not allowed to avail themselves of sales tax. How are we going to, you said that the, the transit situation is really dire. How, how is this money putting put toward the transit system? How is, how's that going to help? How do we get people back to ride? You know, I mean, I'm yep. just curious. Yeah, well, so that's an unknown question. I mean, ultimately, are we going to have to adjust to a new reality where ridership is just going to be two-thirds of what it was pre-pandemic, for example? But in the meantime, there is hope that if you can avoid those route cuts because of your near-term financial problems um, and keep your existing services going, and in the case of Milwaukee County, even enhance those services with new bus rapid transit service, can you get that ridership back? But the jury is certainly still out. Okay. That's why I'm here, Steve. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> I ask the questions that can't be answered. There you go. She's Carol. I'm Steve. Our guest, Rob Hankin. He's the president of the Wisconsin Policy Forum. We'll 